Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Thank you. You know, there's been a lot of warfare this week, and I've been really aware of, of God's help. I don't know about you, you can say that. Hasn't God been helping us? Helping us to move on, to move into the new places. We're not like, I like this room, it feels friendly, huh? It does, it feels friendly. Whatever's been going on in here, we thank you. Okay, okay, so God knows, because I've had a word on me about this month, and it's here in your September prayer thought. Actually, I've had this word about intimacy, so uh, maybe we'll watch the video first. Maybe we'll do that. But I want to say this in Philippians 1, verse 6, that it says, and I am convinced and sure of this very thing. I'm convinced. I am totally convinced, and I'm sure of this one thing. He who has begun... A good work in you will continue. So no matter what comes against you, you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sure, I know that what God has begun, I'm convinced what God has begun, he's going to finish and he's going to bring it to the day of completion right until Christ returns. I'm sure of it. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. And I know I've been exposed to places in the realm of the Spirit. You have revelation. You've been exposed to things I haven't been exposed to. So we just say, thank you, Lord. We just follow you. We follow God. Say, I follow God. I'm going to get to the end of this. I'm going to get to the end of this. I'm going to pray in tongues. I'm going to speak in tongues. I'm going to, Jude 20 says, rise higher and higher like an edifice. Yeah, it may not look like what I see as a dream, but I do my best with what I have, hey? Okay, come on. Come on. So let's show the video for this month I've done. I don't know who it goes out to anymore. I've given up with that. I don't know. Oh, here we are. Can we start? It a little bit windy. Not as windy as it was last month and not as hot. But we're going to be here next month behind me in the Emmanuel Center for our yearly gathering. And there's a time, you know, in the Bible it talks about in the Hebraic where the king came out of the palace. When you, in years gone by, you had to go into this inner depth of the palace. But I have a word for you this month, and I want to give it to you, called intimacy. Okay? And so I want you to think about who, what does that mean to you, intimacy? Does it just mean being close with somebody who really knows you. Nobody knows you like God knows you. To me, I love God, and it's about God knowing me. Jeremiah, I think it's 1.5, he says, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So it's, it's being known. And we're going to look at what it means to know God today, to really know him. That's what intimacy is. It's knowing something from the inside out. Okay, so like I said, next month we're going to come, we're going to be here, we're going to gather with God's people, we're going to learn how to pray, we're going to learn how to worship. Okay, and I'm going to pray for you in a moment. So you just hang in there, hang in there, because there's a reason that you're alive. Father, I pray in Jesus' name 
that we will have we will have what we prayed for last month, but this month we're going to have a greater sensitivity to having an intimate time with you, and that people will be able to receive in Jesus' name all those under the sound of my voice. You'll be able to receive the goodness of who God is, the knowledge of God. I just had a guy walk past who said, don't forget Jesus. And I want to say the same thing to you. We have a king, and we thank you, Jesus, that we are doing everything we know to do in the name of Jesus to not be religious, but to just obey who we are, why we're made, what we're born to do. And we thank you, Jesus, that you died for our sins. Everyone is forgotten, everyone. So we're not standing in a pool of sin. We're standing in, a, in the power of forgiveness. And I do thank you. I do thank you that you're bringing us together here in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for a new spirit, new life, new boldness, new courage to do what we haven't done before. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Father, we thank you. Thank you. All right, now. In your heart, you know, wherever you're at, just lean heavily on God like you've never done before. And be convinced that he who's begun a good work is going to finish it. He's going to finish it. So um, if you want to lift up your bullet, giving you a September prayer thought. Listen, we seek God, you know, in this church, in this group. We seek God. We want to know what God wants to do. And he wants us to share. He wants us to open up. I know I know that it's been a real testing time for many of us. There's a lot going on, a lot of Christian stuff going on. But if you want to open to Jeremiah 1.5, you can. Sorry. Yeah, you are. I used to. When God loves me. But he loves me so much. <laughs> oh, he loves us all? Say it. He loves us. Father, we thank you. You love us all. We're all chosen. Because I think he loves me the most. I do. I think God loves me the most. He loves me. He so loves me. Woman, was prayer coordinator. This is going in and out. This isn't me, is it? Anyway, it's a good thing to be loved by God and know that God loves you. You just know it. People say, well, I'm not going this way. I'm not going that way. Fine. You just know in your own heart. You be convinced in your own heart. So I'm going to talk about intimacy. Okay. Intimacy with God means you're in covenant with him. Over here in Jeremiah, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved. 
of you. He he knows you. God really God knows me like nobody else knows me. God knows me. Oh, I love the perspective of God. I'm always more interested in what God thinks of situations. I, I'm not going to change. That's the way I am. Because people will tell you you're miserable, you're not going to make it, you're defeated. And you think, oh, wait a minute, what does God think about me? God loves me. Before he formed me in my mother's womb, I was chosen for a purpose. And before you were formed, I separated you and I set you. I'm set apart and separated. I know that. Does it mean it's easy? No, it's not easy. Sometimes it's really tough, really, really tough. But I make the decisions. I'm the one that's convinced. Turn to somebody and say, I have made a decision to follow Jesus. And I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm going to grow in my intimacy. I'm going to grow more this month. I'm going to listen and obey. Amen. That was a loud obey. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. The guys in the back. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I know that not everybody has the perspective of eternity because of this life. And, and Rod had a wonderful thing with that string, a rope, a cord. And he showed you your life. Sometimes I think we're just down here for now. But it isn't just now. It's what you do now affects eternity. And it's no good calling out and crying out to God. If God's not going to call things which be not as though they are until they are, it's not going to happen. What do I mean by that? I mean that sometimes you get around people and you hear them crying out to God and you think, God's not going to do that. He's bringing us all together. Hey, he's bringing us all together. And you go to a meeting and you think, why didn't that happen in that meeting? Because it's not God's timing. God's got a plan. Before he formed you, he knew you. He set you apart. Why did that have to happen? I don't know why things happen in your life. None of us do. Some of us go through bad stuff and we wonder, what is that all about? Why am I, am I demoted? Did God not love me? Yes, of course he loves you. That's who he is. He is God. He never stopped feeling good and loving who you are. He's never. He hasn't changed. But it's a personal thing. It's a relationship thing with God. It's an intimate thing. It's you and your relationship with God. How long you live, what you do each each day, what decision, what choices you make. I'm watching people make choices in my family. Uh, And it's been hard to bear because I know it's not going to have a good end. If you do things out of fear, it's not going to have a good end. Okay, God's going to teach you how to live in faith. So whether it's money, whether it's health, whatever it is, he wants you to move forward. So I've been thinking a lot about intimacy, and I've been trying to do a three-point sermon, but he doesn't want me to do that, because this today is about your heart. 
It's about you, your spirit, what you do on your own. If you look over in John 5, let's go over there. You may jump about a little bit, but that's okay. No. You know, and I was thinking about Jesus. John 5, 19. Jesus answered them solemnly. And he said, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, the son is able to do nothing of himself, of his own accord. But he is able to do only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does is what the son does in the same way. You have to see what God is doing. What do you see for the future? What do you see that God is doing? We teach that God is good, and we believe it with all of our hearts. Go to five, verse 30. I am able to do nothing from myself independently of my own accord. Jesus said this. You know, when that guy walked past me the other day, I was standing outside in Westminster, and a guy comes on with a big billboard, you know, a huge billboard. And I've been thinking a lot about Jesus lately. I've been thinking a lot about heaven. And I'm thinking what a shock it's going to be to a lot of us who love God with all of our heart. And, you know, it's a different realm. It's a different place. The glory of God moves in heaven in a different way. And it's going to be a shock to a lot of us. You say, well, a good shock? Yeah, it's going to be a good shock. It's going to be a good surprise. You know, it's because I... Okay, I'm going to lead the prayer for the women tomorrow night. And I've had it on my heart about purity. And I've been thinking about the purity in heaven. Heaven isn't about just purity. Heaven is about the love and the unity and the way everybody feels. You don't have to try to honor, try to respect others. You just see God as he is. If Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay? So what do we know about Jesus? We know he was compassionate. We know he moved with compassion to heal the sick. Did he take the glory? Was he always talking about himself? No, never. He wasn't, ever. But he always honored and said, the Father, like it says here, I'm able to do nothing for myself independently of my own accord, but only as I get taught by God. And as I get his orders, even as I hear, I judge, I decide as I'm bidden. Sometimes you have to make decisions so fast and so quick, and you have to say to yourself, can I make this decision? Is this the right decision in God? And it's hard because stuff comes against us sometimes so quick. And my judgment, Jesus said, is right, just and righteous because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself. Listen, in my own self, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be doing other things. You know the things that you think about. But we thank you, Lord. We thank you. You have a timing and you have a purpose. Before we were formed in our mother's wombs, you decided. You decided. So it's an honoring. 
It's, a, it's not a bringing heaven to earth that I have to continue to be concerned about. It's a good thing. It's not about my role. It's not about any of that. It's about God. I'm able to do nothing of myself. We tried really hard to get through things. We try really hard. We want each of you to win, to overcome, because we know the end result is God. But the end result is your intimacy with God, not ours, not with us, not showing us how brilliant you are. God gives you the grace and the gift to do and to will of his pleasure. And we have to be convinced that he's, he started, so he's going to finish it. I mean, I, there are things that happen that I want them to happen so much quicker. God, when are you going to make this happen? This is really hard and tough. How does this bring you glory? I don't know. It brings him glory because you just keep going. You just keep going. You persevere. You persevere on. So I was really aware of these scriptures. I'm able to do nothing for myself independently. If you're doing something, pray about it. Pray about what you're doing. Okay? And be taught by God. I'm taught by God to stand up and open my mouth. And I know that I know that I know that he loves this nation that this nation is going to fulfill its role in history. It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. I'm totally convinced. He who's begun a good thing is going to finish it. Lord told me, I'm going to see more in my day than I ever saw. And we saw a lot. We saw so much. We saw four boys from Liverpool come with a sound. And the sound energized. We can say, oh, we don't have a big building. We don't have a big church office. You know, it doesn't make any difference. We love each other and we love God. And we're learning. We're being taught by him. We're going to see more. We're going to see so much more. So much more. And we live with hope. We live with purpose. We live with that. So like Jesus said, he had no desire to do what's pleasing to himself. You have to ask yourself, am I doing something that's pleasing to myself? Yeah, we all have have been lovers of self. But I have to do what's right in God's eyes. That means change. That means change. Because many times our own self wants things. So we even tell ourselves we need this. You know, we even do. We, we think we do good things by giving away things, but we don't. We're only doing what pleases us. Make a decision. I know this kind of sounds heavy and hard, but make a decision this Sunday morning that what you do is not pleasing to yourself, but it's pleasing to God. Lean on him. I told Jean the other day we'd gotten such a big fight. We had so much strife hit us, you know. And he said, can I, can I, I was going to call you out, but it's okay. Can I, can I just give you a brotherly hug? And I said, yeah, you can. And he came and he gave me a brotherly hug. You know, touch is really powerful. 
Touch is love language. Why don't you just touch the person next to you and say, you are loved. You are loved. <laughs> oh. That was me. Here, you can touch me. <laughs> what, are you some up person? Come down. Oh, because I lean on you. You lean on me. We lean on each other. We need each other. You know, we all need each other. We do. I do need you. Ah, uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's in your head. That's what you think. He said, I need him more than he needs me. But that's not true. <laughs> He'll tell you outside of the pulpit he's a mess. He used to be. He's not anymore. He's better. He's so much better. He's a work in progress. He who's begun a good work is going to finish it. <laughs> I feel like we're supposed to have an intimate time this morning. What does intimacy mean? Somebody, I was talking about a week ago and they went, intimacy, and they kind of freaked out. Because when you think about um, the word intimacy, you often think about physical in- intimacy, like Mary. She's like, oh my goodness, but I haven't been with a man. I couldn't possibly be pregnant. Here, perhaps you better go over there. Luke 1. sorted out. Luke 1, Mary had a visitation of Gabriel. Some of you have never had the supernatural. It's just you know, so Gabriel, when he said in verse 31, listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and you shall call his name Jesus. I mean, that is like gobsmacking. It's a seriously gobsmacking verse, which a lot of people stumble over today. You found free, spontaneous, absolute favor and loving kindness with God. I know I have that with God. I know when I do something wrong, God tells me. With God. I'm okay. Okay, verse 31. And listen, you'll become pregnant. If, if you keep laughing and saying, I'm going to become pregnant, and I keep laughing back and saying, no, it's not going to happen. But, you know, actually, with God, nothing is ever impossible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't say it can't happen to me, all this stuff that goes on. It can. God can do whatever he wants. Be a person who says, God, you can do whatever you want. You can. You can do whatever you want. At least be open. Anyway, Mary was um, thinking about physical intimacy. She says, but I haven't been with a man. In verse 34, she says, I have no intimacy with any man. As a husband, 
look at me like that. We're going to talk about intimacy. So to some people's minds, intimacy is physical intimacy. But actually with God, we're talking about spiritual intimacy. How spiritually intimate are you? With God, how how much do you, are you aware of what's inside you? God has put inside you what He wants, and we've been, we've been great about getting to know each other, selfishly laughing around and <clears throat> all that good stuff. But God's talking about our heart. What has He made you for? Do you know? I have an inkling. Do you? Good. Come on, let's just be family this morning. I have an intimacy. I have to say it. I have to be it. Hallelujah. Can we have a word of prayer? Father, we ask your Holy Spirit to help us. Help us. Many times we try to drum up a teaching or a sermon, but we know that you're bringing us into a place of intimacy. This is all about why we're made spiritually and we're asking you to awaken the spiritual understanding of our whole nation and to use us use us Father use us to be stirred up in Jesus name thank you Holy Spirit can we just wait on the Holy Spirit a minute We just thank you. We're going to shift. I feel we're just going to have such a huge shift as we step in through this door. Father, as we step out to be who you've made us to be, we're not part of your huge family in the earth. We're part of a huge family in the earth and in heaven. So I pray our spirits come alive in new ways. You were talking about listening. We're your sheep. We hear your voice. I thank you. We don't let another day go past us, Father, without fulfilling your purpose. We thank you the way George Hammer and his team help us. We thank you for him. Thank you. Thank you for this place. It's not We're not here by accident, Father. We're here to bring victory, spiritual victory. And I thank you that wherever we go, we bring victory. Thank you. Praise you, Father. Your will, your way be done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Some of you are thinking about the problems. You think it's impossible. But God is in the business of turning hearts and softening hearts and changing hearts. Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And this is the time we are to stand in the gap and thank God for changing hearts. People make decisions based on mistakes, based on wrong information. A lot of the time that happens. 
And it bra- a wise woman builds her house. It's a foolish one who tears it down. Don't be, don't be caught in the corner of the foolish. In Jesus' name. Intimacy is of God. You think about in First Chronicles 4, verse 10. I think about Jabez. I've been thinking about Jabez. His whole life changed. He cried to the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. You know, maybe you're crying out for God to bless you and enlarge your life. Maybe you're not doing what God's already said to do. I don't know. And enlarge the border that your hand might be with me and that you might and that you would keep me from evil. Don't you want to be kept from evil? He was born in adversity. His name means pain. So that it might not hurt me. And God granted his request. Don't you want God to answer your prayers? Well, I know that God wants to answer prayers. But he doesn't always want to answer the prayer I've prayed. Sometimes he wants to answer a prayer that he wants me to pray. And I think, why should I pray that? And God says, because you're fearless. Because you, do, because you have courage. You see, it's really hard sometimes to say goodbye to people in this realm. Because we hold on. But God says, I want you to get your mind renewed. Renewing the mind, Romans 12, 1 and 2, seems like a simple thing to do, but it's not always. Okay? Sometimes you just have to rise up and force yourself. Lord, okay, I'm going to pray this prayer because in the light of eternity, it's not right that this is happening. And there are things in your life that are not right So we need to shift those things. We need to be willing to let go of what lies behind. Like Paul said, I forget what lies behind. I move forward. You've got to press on. Amen. 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 And Jabez cried out to God. And he knew that he was asking God those three things. Bless me, enlarge my border, that your hand would be with me. I'm not asking God to bless me. I'm asking God to help the messes I've made. Huh? Let's ask God. He will help us. He will give us a building. He has no problem. He's promised, absolutely promised, that he leads his people to a peaceable habitation. No question. Isn't this peaceable? Yeah, this is fine. This will do if this is where we're at. We're fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So there's a oh legacy that we leave. I've, I'm being open to God to do some things I've never done before. I've never done some of the things I'm doing before. Uh, we're going to meet, actually, Jake, for um, lunch in the cup next week. And we're going to do some things. We're getting ready to step forward with these courses, with what God wants to do and see how it's going to open up. Because why? We need the word. 
We desperately need the word and we need to lean on God. God is faithful. He can be trusted. We can look into this word and we can say, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you that our motives are right. Thank you. Thank you. So it's not what you do when you come to church and you perform. It's what you do the rest of the time. It's your motive the rest of the time. And I feel if you can just allow yourself, if you can just allow yourself to become close with God, you say, well, I want to do that. huh? I want to come close with God. But there's been so much stuff. God doesn't answer my prayers. God doesn't see things the way you see them. He wants us to be patient. He wants us to know that we have to give him our thoughts when we come to him. It's your way. I thank you, Father, it's your way. Know that we're going to have a twofold blessing. When you come to God, we're going to have blessing. Some things I've had to let go of. I have to let go of them. I just have to come to God and trust him. And I do thank you, Father. You know the way. You know that my intimacy with you is more value. I count it much more of a priceless, precious treasure to have you with me than in any way to be looked at as a person, a worldly person, drives a big posh car, lives in a posh house, has hundreds of people follow. That's the world's way. Your way is inside, is the inside. So I thank you, Father. You know if I'm troubled. You know if I'm not happy. Happiness is an inside job. I have a sign on a mirror in a room where I play piano and worship God. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you. You are good. You are kind. You know why you've made me. You have a good end. You that have begun, you've begun something in me. All I know is you've begun it and you're going to finish it. And I praise you. It's going to have a good end. Even by leaving this planet will be good. It'll be a good end. I leave when I've finished what I've been born to do. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to be afraid of the future. I thank you. I thank you. Make a choice. Every place you've got some fear of something, address it. Just address it. I I saw a book by, I can't remember her name, Patricia. No. The other girl, the blonde girl that led Trump to the Lord. What's her name? Paula White. White. And she wrote a book a few years ago, and it said, what you never confront, you'll never conquer. And I thought, I never heard that before. Because there's some things we don't like to confront, where fear is ruling, fear is having its place. But God wants you to, like Jabez, he confronted who he was. And he said, God, be with me. God will be with you if you'll step out into the future. He'll bring you to your expected end. But this warfare is too much for me. 
Sometimes we'll say. No, but God knows. He knows how to bring an overwhelming, abundant supply of heaven. He knows how to heal. He knows how to make things right. There may be things in your life that are really frustrating, that are really concerning you, but just leave it, leave it. Never mind, God knows, God saw, and he knew that you'd walk on with him. I do my best, and you do your best. We do our best. People think weird things, have pictures of who we are, but all we can do is walk forward in what we know. I know, I'm convinced of what works. What are you convinced of? Have you been with God? Have you spent time with God? You know, spend time with him. Spend time in his word. And uh, sometimes I think, oh gosh. Sometimes it's so hard because not everybody has been to the other realm or seen the goodness or wants that. You just want to have a happy time here. Uh, and I think with, um, we looked at Luke, I think that when when the angel Gabriel showed up, you know, she said, oh my gosh, you know, how can this be done? You think about intimacy, how can the word become, how can you become pregnant on the inside with the word of God? It isn't something you can force. It isn't something you can keep reading and hoping it's all going to wash and come right. No, it's a supernatural thing. God has given you a gift. And when he's given you a gift, it's for a reason to fit into other places. You know, it's, it's a, the reason you're gifted and you're graced is to fit a word fitly spoken in due season. How good is it? It's like apples of gold, Proverbs says, in the setting of silver. When God gives, God told me I'm going to see more in my day. I haven't seen it. I see these meetings with huge numbers of people, and I don't see God. To me, it's like God showing up. Huh? Yeah, it's God showing up. It's God, I think it was um, the guy from Sunderland that we know, Ken Gott. He was, he was talking yesterday about this house where the fire fell. And we went and saw that. You know, we sat outside. We wanted to buy it. Any intercessor would want to buy it. We walked around it. Cindy and I walked around it. And uh, you felt something. You go places and you feel things. And you want things, but they don't. Then I think Betty told me about a month ago she'd got the option to buy it. I'm like, great. I wouldn't have said that a year, years back. But I was happy that somebody in the body of Christ is going to get it, going to put it to use. We have anointings that have happened in this nation. It's like we're all asleep. It's, it's already happened. We've already had the sound that went out to the nations. We've already had anointings of people raising the dead, the dead being raised. I don't have issues about that. 
Do you want to see the dead raised? Yeah, of course. Well, you have to pray. You have to lean on God. There's an intimacy that comes from God and leaning on him and Rod. But God, God has spoken it. God has said, and God will fix it. So that's all I really wanted to say to you. I have whole teachings on intimacy. But you know, the bottom line is, I don't want to go through pages of stuff and read you stuff. Intimacy is about the inside. It's knowing who you are inside. It's not about, not about sex. It's about who you are. Who you are when the rubber hits the road. Who are you inside? God knows who you are. And when you're in situations that are above and beyond, it seems like, oh my gosh, I can't possibly come out of this. How can I, how can I get out of this? And when I was in Washington, I just keep this in my Bible. It says, believe you can, you're halfway there. And I thought, yeah, he's a good guy, Trump. I'm going to cause trouble. I'm going to be like Jabez. This favor on me. I'm, I can say things. They need him. In your head. I believe he is saved. I believe he's saved. But it takes time. Be patient. Do you pray for him every day? I pray for him. I pray for Boris. I pray for her majesty. I think it's really important. We are a praying church. Huh? We are. We're a knowing church. We know God. And we know what his word says. And I thank God we can be like Mary and say, so be it. Why do we know it? Because we have a, we're a teaching church, you know. And, and it's kind of interesting when you see the whole body of Christ in this nation coming together. And you see chosen because we have a new level of influence that comes. And when Ed Delft comes here and Ray Hughes comes, they bring us faith. It's hard when you're in a situation, you're facing divorce, you're facing division, you're facing issues, poverty and stuff. You still, you have to fight. But I'm going to ask you this month, please, would you be intimate with God? What's God done for you? If he can do it for Nate, he can do it for me. If he can do it for somebody else, he can do it for me. Huh? Oh, let's pray. Come on, just stir yourselves up. Stir yourselves up. Yeah, you can come. Let's just worship and pray. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 